Hi, and welcome to Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Ignite is focused on passion, purpose, and positivity, and today we've got just that for you. Leela Thomasone is a dating and relationship coach, but she learned her lessons the hard way. After her divorce, she started rebuilding her life as a single mom and worked on healing her heart. Eventually, she felt ready for love again and is now happily remarried to the man of her dreams. She shares resources that have helped her and encourages those who are feeling hopeless to not give up in their pursuit of love. It's been a long road for her, but she has overcome various challenges and is passionate about helping other women find happy, healthy relationships. I hope you'll stay tuned to hear her story of going from heartbreak and brokenness to finding healing and love. So I'm here tonight with Leela. Leela is a relationship coach, um, but from what you've told me, you weren't always a relationship coach, and you've been through some you've been through some highs and through some lows. And um, I'd love for you to kind of give our audience kind of a snapshot of who you are, and then we'll diverge off from there. Yeah, definitely. It's been a journey, but I feel like it's all led me here, right? Mm. Um, kind of cliche, but, um, yeah, <laughs> Hey, cliche is great. <laughs> <laughs> They're true, right? right? Um, so, uh, yeah, so I had, I had lots of messy relationship issues, a really bad first marriage and divorce, custody mm. battle, disasters, mm. um, you know, just tons of money spent on lawyers and tons of heartache and crying mm. and being completely lost yeah. and um, you know even bad relationships after that marriage too mm. so but having my two girls meant that I just really couldn't give up even if I was which I was tempted to yeah. give up on myself I couldn't give up on them I knew that um, the example that I was setting, was going to shape their mm. life forever. So, um, yeah, so I, I made the decision, and it, it really changed, starts with a decision, right, mm. that um, that I wanted to have a good marriage, and I mm. wanted to find my dream man and um, and have that great relationship, too. Mm. Wow. That for them. Yeah, yeah. And in doing so, I discovered all of these um you know secrets to relationships and communication and psychology Mm. that um I just couldn't hold it in I had to share it (laughs) (laughs) wow that's awesome so you're a um a full-time I guess full-time relationship coach now you've kind of you've have you developed courses or do you just meet with people one-on-one Yeah, I do have some courses because there are so many common threads. Like, Mm. it's, you know, like cliches. Like, we we all have a common experience and Mm. a bond um, through just living this life. And so um, I found that, I mean, I just really love meeting with people and talking to people one-on-one or in groups Mm -hmm. and um, just put some of it down to replay and yeah. be like, here, this, mm. this works. It works yeah. for these people. It works for me. So mm. yeah, I got a, got some courses and I do one-on-one coaching as well. Mm. 
That's awesome. Like long-term mentorships, basically. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome because that's something that is so needed in society today. You know, when you look around, you see so many divorces, so many broken marriages, so many just just so much brokenness everywhere. And to have someone that's has been through that and has learned from it and, um, like, your life is completely different than it was however many years ago your divorce was. Um, and you're able to share those things with people instead of just keeping it to yourself, instead of just being bitter and, you know, inward focused, you're really pouring out that, that healing. I, I don't want to be like too new agey, but like that healing energy <laughs> to other people and helping other people to find stable, healthy, happy relationships and marriages. And I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really, really appreciate people like you helping mm to spread the message it's it's been great Mm. just how much people love to see it and they're like yeah we need this and I'm just like thank you Mm. (laughs) yeah I I mean um I I feel like I get to be almost a part of the family with Mm. my clients because this is sort of something that our, our families um I mean I don't I don't pretend that every family in the past was perfect and now we're all horrible, but you know, there, there used to be more of, I think more passing down of the wisdom, more talking about Mm. how relationships were supposed to be and, Mm -hmm. and what we actually were going through. And, and I really love the transparency of coaching, um, for that. Like you said, Mm. just, just sharing, you know, our story is Mm. how we create art and, show the next generation or just just pass it down right we tell mm. our story and mm. so I tell my stories with my clients and um they get to see behind the curtain whereas like a lot of situations when you don't really know mm. somebody's kind of behind that curtain then mm. um I think we can get mixed up and more confused yeah yeah and you know I can tell that you have authenticity and genuineness in just the way you talk and how open you are about things because you know people will see like in my experience I've seen coaches before and they're just you can just tell they're super fake you know and they are really hesitant to like actually share their story and that you are so willing to talk about your past and talk about the mistakes you've made and what you learned that speaks volumes about you as a coach and you as a person so I'm just really grateful that you're willing to share and open up and um I'm really excited for our conversation tonight, and I hope that um, the people listening to this will be very encouraged by this. So with that said, let's let's dive into your past a little bit. Go ahead and tell me your story and how you got where you are today. Sure, yeah. Well, and thank you so much for, um, yeah, just your observations and, and noticing that and saying that um, I really do believe in living in alignment with, you know, your values and your purpose in life. And so if I can't talk openly about what I've been through, then it's like, I'm like hiding some part of myself and not really like if there's something to be ashamed of. And obviously I don't advocate. I, I, I teach people to do, you know, <laughs> not do, not make the mistakes I've made. Um, but I, I don't want to hide that as if mm. it's something that means you can't be a good person. And right. so, um, so yeah, my, I guess the question was about my, my first marriage and what happened there. 
um, you asked me about, you know, kind of some of the red flags and what, mm. what I know now looking back yeah. were the issues. And, you know, I'm really big on um, taking responsibility and noticing our own role in our relationships. Mm. And that doesn't mean I take all of the blame, but mm. I also, um, I'm just, that's what I'm focused on. It's yeah. my part, right? So one of the huge things that I was guilty of that I see a lot in patterns with my clients and, and, and women in general is like just taking on too much and mm. essentially leading the relationship, but mm. in a really, really unhealthy way, like, mm. like just trying to like pay for everything and fix everything and be responsible for everything. And, um, that just really does not work. Mm. <laughs> um, because of what I've learned about, female psychology versus male psychology, just how our brains work and what we're kind of meant to do based Mm. on our DNA, like, you know, how, um, we've, uh, specialized, right? So we're the women, we're the gatherers and the nurturers and we're kind of detail oriented and, um, everything like from our eyesight to like our analytic capacity and memory and sense of smell like everything Mm. is affected by how our dna evolved right wow and um so when we kind of switch roles and take on the masculine energy and the masculine roles um that that is like i would say the the biggest thing Mm. that i would notice about the old, you know, negative relationships versus the new patterns that I've developed. Yeah. yeah. So you felt like in that relationship you were, um, you were taking on more of the masculine responsibility and in a way kind of stripping him of his role. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. That's mm. definitely a part of it for sure. Hmm. And was that something that you had been raised with, you know, with a strong, independent woman and feminism? Was that something that you had been raised with or was it just, you know, how did that, how did that come about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, I went to college, like I have been influenced by kind of all the cultural messages that we all Mm. see in the media Mm -hmm. and Hollywood and everything had all the 17 magazines, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it, it wasn't so much like my parents' roles. Like they, they kind of have like that whole codependent thing going mm-hmm. on where it's like, oh, I thought you wanted me to do this. I thought you wanted me to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not so much the strong independent like mm-hmm. feminism mm-hmm. thing. Some of those messages just kind of seeped in, like things that I remember like, um, that my mom, like, only got her associate's degree mm. only, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes. Like, that's perfectly awesome. Yeah. And, um, I have no problem with that, but it was, like, her attitude about it and, mm. like, just combine that with cultural messages. Like, we should be getting advanced degrees and we should be, you know, really concentrating on our careers. And, like, mm. my dad knew what he wanted to do from, 
before, you know, he entered college, but it, to me, it was like, I have no idea what I want to do, and I felt like that was, that meant there was something wrong with me, mm. even though, like, so nobody told me, oh, well, it's okay to be different, like, yeah. you know, the dads can do one thing, and the moms can do another thing, and that doesn't mm. mean one of them is defective, <laughs> yeah, defective, exactly, Right. So I, I think I got the, some of those messages of like being defective mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you didn't succeed in like the, that masculine way. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's our definition of success is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what, you know, the men are able to achieve with like a real focused yeah. career. Yeah. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. I, I totally see how growing up in that manner and having that, the cultural influences and, um, not really being directed in like what's feminine and what's masculine and having those defined roles. I can see how that would be really confusing and going into a relationship. I can see how that would create confusion about gender roles and um, just how that can lead to uh, to a poor relationship. Let's talk a little bit about that relationship and um, what was it in the marriage that you kind of came to realize this is not okay and something needs to change. Yeah. So, um, I wish that I had some awakening that things were just like clear. Um, but you know, in some way maybe it's, it's just like instinctive. Like we're all operating on these unconscious patterns. Right. Mm. So, but anyway, the, the beginning, it it ended the way it began Mm -hmm. with um, cheating. When I was, I started out as the other woman and mm. then became, um, you know, the, yeah. the wife with mm. that happening. So, you know, kind of poetic justice, I guess you would mm. say, but mm. unfortunately the girls, you know, my, my two daughters, they had no fault in that whole situation and um, they, then they became the victims of just being mm-hmm. torn apart with this, this dramatic mm-hmm. divorce and everything. And, um, you know, on the bright side, we all are stronger by our challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And forged in fire and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it began when I was really young. <laughs> not, that, not that that's an excuse. Um, but he was a lot older than me and mm. just hit a lot of things and didn't didn't tell me a lot of things like the mm. fact that he was married and, and stuff like that. But even mm. knowing that, I still proceeded forward, which mm-hmm. obviously is is my um, mm. responsibility to take there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I discovered that he was cheating and had little um, less than one year old and um four-year-old at the time Mm. and then you know I think in hindsight that it was he was kind of shocked that I just was like all right we're done bye Mm. (laughs) and um not that it was a clean break Mm. um but it was pretty clear and obvious to me and I think he maybe thought that I was gonna like try to fight to salvage the marriage or something Mm. um and I never I never actually considered that an option at all Mm -hmm. but um but yeah does that does that kind of answer yeah yeah a little bit of a picture (laughs) so are you saying that when your daughters were one and four years old that's when you 
Okay, that's when you realized it. Discovered that he was cheating. Yeah, yeah. And Mm. we separated at that point. Yeah, yeah. It was the end of 2011, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that must have completely rocked your world. Just absolutely turned it upside down. So what... What happened after that? Yeah, great question. Rock, rocked my world is a, is a good way to put it. The way I felt, one way I thought of it, was an image of like, you know, in the fall when there's like a pile of leaves and they start like swirling mm-hmm. and like blowing around in like a spiral, and that's how I felt. Like mm-hmm. there's. There was nothing solid in the middle of that, and whichever way the wind blew, I mm. was going, and then I and it would be the opposite direction the next, you know, yeah. second. Mm. So I was, you know, cl- clinging to any kind of like advice that I would get, mm. which is, um, geez, just so precarious, yeah. <laughs> you know, like lawyers, parents, friends, mm-hmm. you know, private investigators even trying to give you advice mm-hmm. and it's not their life. Yeah. You know, they can't decide what to do, but mm. but I really wanted somebody to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and no, nobody could, unfortunately. Mm. So, yeah, it was that like internal compass and that mm. um, you know, just my own structure and and support from within that I I had totally lost mm. and really needed to not only find it which I, I I say find in a lot of contexts like finding your soulmate or finding a great relationship or whatever because that's what people like recognize that word but mm. to me it's not finding it's creating taking on the creating role is you're taking responsibility for it. It's not something that just happens to you. It's like, no, I'm going to create this for myself. And that is huge. Yes. Yeah. And like I said at the beginning, it starts with a decision. And, um, you know, that's what I teach my clients and students is Mm -hmm. that, you know, you go about to create your marriage, like, Mm -hmm. before you meet your spouse, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and all along the way, of course. It's, right. It's never done. It's always in process. This is live. It's not a test. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we always have op- more opportunities every day, which is kind of beautiful. Mm. So what were some of the things that you started creating in your life as a single mom at that time? Yeah. So um, a lot of seeking and searching and... Mm. Um, trying to enjoy myself, like being, just being with my own thoughts. Yeah. And I was listening to Byron Katie, I remember. Do you know her? No, I haven't heard of her. She's, she's kind of new agey. Um, but it's, it's still kind of, it's still kind of all the same message at the core, right? Mm. So um, I can't say that it, that it fixed anything, but it was certainly part of the process. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was doing some of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to hang on to like my mom friends that I, you know, had worked really hard to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to sort of get my finances and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that in order, which 
if I had it to do over again, would not have been my priority, but, mm-hmm. it, but it was, that was my journey. Yeah. And, um, you know, five years later, I, wait, so, no, that was, oh my gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the divorce was actually final five years ago. So uh-huh. it took like mm. five years to completely go through or four wow. years something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah I went I went back to school I got mm-hmm. my MBA mm-hmm. as a single mom totally insane mm-hmm. um I mean I really enjoyed it I really learned a lot but again like kind of a diversion not really the direction that I needed to be focusing right um I also went to therapy mm. the modality that um, that I found worked best for me is called somatic experiencing, mm-hmm. which just means like working with your body yeah. and, um, where I had found other forms of therapy felt like fighting against what, what I like mm-hmm. my instincts were or something like that. Whereas this mm-hmm. was working with my instincts, sort mm-hmm. of like creating and bolstering. Yeah what little bit I had mm. <laughs> to work with yeah. and built it and built it up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you were going to therapy, you were, um, going to school <laughs> doing all these kinds of things. And after your divorce finalized, was that kind of when you decided that you wanted to start looking for a new partner or was that a little farther on down the road? Um, it was close to around that time. Yeah. Interestingly, um, and I mean, there's just so much drama with the, the custody battle. Like mm. we haven't even touched on that, but yeah, it was, it was constant. Mm. Um, but it really peaked right then around when the divorce was finalized, which like, mm. if you read about high conflict divorces, that any kind of milestone, mm-hmm. like a new relationship or a new yeah. baby or, you know, things like that. Um, so, so you would see these like spikes in sort of the drama Mm. go back to court and, but, but right then, um, is kind of when it, when it really turned around where I faced the fact, here's, here's a good, um, contrast of like Mm. the kinds of dynamics in the bad relationship versus the good relationship. Um, during that high conflict, major drama of it. I, I almost lost custody wow. of my kids, really. Um, I just made some really bad decisions on, like, the legal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What it came down to was being afraid of standing up to mm. my ex, of being, a, of more precisely, of adopting an appeasement strategy. My strategy was always appeasement. Mm. It was always, like, let's just... Let's just give a little more, and maybe it'll get a little get better, which never worked. It always got worse, yeah. and so that's that's kind of a big um, pattern that you'll see in really bad relationships is appeasement. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally realized that it had to be that I had to stand up, I had to be you know have that strength from within. Mm-hmm. And stand on my own two feet and not like just <laughs> blow with the wind like mm. like dry leaves. 
Um, then I hired like a really good lawyer who he was mean, you know, like <laughs> I had, I had known of him and about him for years mm. and had been afraid of actually standing up and being mean. <laughs> and, um, and that, you know, like I said, the appeasement just mm. never worked and always made things worse. Mm. So, so yeah, around the time of it, the divorce being finalized is when I finally hired a good lawyer and started, you know, putting my foot down, like, yeah, okay, enough yeah. is enough. We can't keep mm. going this direction. You establish boundaries. Essentially. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And boundaries is so important, especially in healthy marriages, you know? Oh my yeah. gosh. My husband and I, like we've had our, we've had our discussions about boundaries before, you know, and it's so funny. You think like, oh, we're married. We don't need boundaries. You're like, oh, hold up, honey. Yes, you do. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you yeah. do. And you need boundaries with toxic people. Too. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Even if you're divorced and you're, you know, trying mm-hmm. to have this little to do with the other person. I mean, yeah. that's what you need boundaries for. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was a really brave move of you to just set up those boundaries and be mean air quotes again, (laughs) which is basically just standing up for yourself and not letting yourself be, be beat around. So Mm -hmm. now we come to the favorite part of the podcast. How did you meet (laughs) your current husband? Yeah. So my soulmate, Derek, Mm. he's amazing. Um, so in this process with going through the legal court thing and the and going to school and the therapy and everything, I, I made like a physical transformation too. I lost oh. a bunch of weight and I was um, training for Spartan races. Wow. You know? Yeah. So like obstacle course racing, endurance, athlete events kind of things. Mm. And so I was in really good shape. And um, I was part of a group that, you know, we ran these races together and which is great, and I highly recommend for anyone dating and, and looking for, um, you know, to, to get married, to find the person, mm. because when you, as I always tell people, um, when you're looking for your soulmate, someone of the opposite sex, you really need to cultivate relationships with the same sex, with your, you know, with friends. You need to make friends. You need to have good, strong, um, you know, hobbies and interests and mm. goals, and so working with a team towards a goal is a, a really great way to meet people and, mm. and form those friendships. So that's what I was doing. And um, one woman in the group, you know, there was a bunch of people that were, were friends, like kind of a group within the group. And she and her husband were also friends with my husband in a, like a little different group. And so they kept trying to get him to come out and meet these girls in this like... Um, you know, athletic training group or whatever, and finally, he finally came out. He was really not interested in any of that, <laughs> um, but he finally came out, and it was, like, just perfect. It's the most romantic setting, like, downtown in <laughs> our little valley where we're surrounded by mountains, and mm. uh, it's on a rooftop on a summer night, and... It's he, a Hallmark like, movie! I know, I know. It's, like... Yeah, and I literally, it was it was literally the, the kind of thing that I that I did dream of when I was 
a little girl. And yeah, I'm tearing up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I had forgotten that I had dreamt of that Mm. until it happened. Um, Mm. I was, I was like standing there, like kind of facing the stairs and he came up the stairs and I thought he was, I thought he was in college. Like he was wearing like flip flops and shorts and I thought I was staring at a college kid and I was like, Oh no, I better look away. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want to be caught. I was 39 at the time. Cougar. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and he was 29. He's not in college, but you know, there's still a little age difference. Um, and, and he saw me looking away, trying to avoid him seeing me or seeing me look at him and um yeah and he said that I mean we, we talked about that night for months Aww. And, you know, our relationship <laughs> and he swears that I had an aura around me and that he could mm. he could like see this glow and he knew that he had to talk to me so wow. he introduced himself and mm. that's so that's so interesting about the aura because I had the exact same experience with my husband. Like I saw, I saw him and he just had like this glow about him. And I just, I felt drawn to him. Like I had to go talk to him. So I think that's, that's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. When you guys decide, started dating, decided to get married, how was it, um, talking to your daughters about, um, you marrying someone else? Yeah, well, um, that's a great question, and it's it's funny. My, one of my daughters and I actually, she, it was her idea, I swear, it was her idea. She and I actually did a video on YouTube mm-hmm. on sort of that question mm. um, that she, she wanted to teach people, she wanted to educate people on, like, if you're going to get married, this mm. is what, and you have kids, then this is what you need to know, and this is what wow. you need to do. Um, uh-huh. So it was really, really cute. Mm. And, um, and, and luckily, you know, thankfully I had good guidance. Like I had a dating coach. Like I said, I had a therapist. Mm. Um, my dating coach was, um, Noah Ravoy. He's also on Twitter. If anybody wants to look him up, he's excellent, of course. And so I was talking to them about, you know, how would I, how would I talk to the girls? What would I say? Mm. And thankfully I got good advice, which was, you know, let them know that, that I was going to be dating and the mm. purpose of the dating would be to get married because I, mm. I wanted a partner and, yeah. um, that that's something that's normal and natural to mm-hmm. want and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, not, not in so many words, but essentially that I deserve to share my life with someone and, and mm. that, it's not really fair to just, and like I said, not in so many words, but just right. to the effect that, um, you know, we need two parents mm. and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing in the household. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I said that to them and, and then I, I told Derek once we were dating that I would not be introducing anyone to them who I wasn't really, really convinced was going to be there for the long haul and that, um, they wouldn't be leaving their life again. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. And, and he he's just rocked it, and mm. they loved him. And mm. that's awesome. So when you guys got married, you know there is obviously such a stark contrast between your first marriage and your current one. What was that like for you? Oh 
Oh my gosh. I mean, it really is a dream come true. And I don't think of it in terms of a contrast. I'm just like kind mm. of trying that on as you were saying that. I really mm. don't think of it that way. Um, it's just all forward. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just all like mm. all these possibilities. Mm. Yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. And, and mm. he um, said vows to not just me, but the kids. <gasps> And Aww, that is so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even made jokes and, and it, was, it was yeah, it was really mm. awesome. It's beautiful. Oh, that is so precious. Oh, I love that. What an awesome story. I mean that really does sound like a Hallmark story. Now I ha- now I'm gonna be like up all night thinking, what would I name her Hallmark movie? What would I call that? <laughs> I'd probably call it like Moonlight okay. on the Rooftop or something. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is too yeah. darling. Yeah, we, oh. we had our engagement photos taken in that spot. So like all, like my profile picture like everywhere is like in that exact spot where we met. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that is too cute. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. we recreated the whole thing. <laughs> That is so fun. Oh, I, I love, love stories, especially ones that are just so happy, you know, and it's, and it's not one of those silly things where it's like, we met and we fell in love and now we're happy. Because as you know, like a relationship takes work and it takes establishing boundaries and it takes those, those tough conversations and it takes respecting and honoring and loving each other. And, you know, it's just, there's so much involved with it, but it's, a hundred percent worth it you know it's just so oh yeah it is so worth it mm. it is and and like i i teach my clients and students that um the kind of marriage you want and need it has to be sustainable right like <laughs> we're gonna encounter stresses and challenges and conflicts mm. in life mm. no matter how perfect our relationship might be mm-hmm. and if your marriage is to be sustainable, then it has to grow and benefit from the challenges and yeah. the stresses. Mm. It can't be weakened by them. You, yeah. you can't gamble with that and risk it just deteriorating and, and breaking mm. eventually over time. Right, right. Mm. And now you do relationship coaching yourself and you um, are, a, are a, a dating mentor and a marriage mentor. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, what are some, what are some good resources for people out there that may be in the dating field or maybe dating field? That sounds weird. In the dating (laughs) pool or people, maybe people that have, um, had failed marriages in the past and are looking to get remarried. Like what are some, some resources that you might, um, want to share? Sure. Um, one author I've, drawn heavily from is um Laura Doyle mm-hmm. so she wrote The Surrendered Wife and The Surrendered Single so I mm-hmm. highly recommend those books mm-hmm. um depending on what your situation is and she and she really writes to women about um again like you know <laughs> taking our responsibility for what's our role yeah and um whenever you 
whenever you point the finger, mm. whenever you think it's somebody else's responsibility to fix things in your life or your relationship, even if it's your partner, mm. you're gonna you're gonna get frustrated. Mm. <laughs> it's not gonna go well. So um, yeah, so any anyone that really emphasizes, if you want to fix your relationships, you work on yourself. You don't fix it by, well, if he would just do this, if she mm. would just do that, mm-hmm. that that's not going to get you anywhere. Right, right. Mm. So Laura Doyle, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have a website yourself, right? Is it Limitless yeah. by Leela? Yeah, um, I kind of have two in parallel right now. The 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 new one is leelathomasone.com. Okay. Either one will get you there. But leelathomasone.com is um, the more up-to-date mm-hmm. one. And, yeah, I've got, like, the top ten, I don't know, most, like, challenging, like, revelations for, like, successful women. Something mm-hmm. like that. That's, like, what you get when you um, subscribe to my newsletter. So Because I found that women who have like kind of gone into the career world and mm-hmm. have really succeeded are um, a lot of times who end up coming to me because they're like oh I'm you know over 35 or like mm-hmm. I'm even not even like 26 like they're coming to me and they're like um okay I so I want to get married now <laughs> um <laughs> But either way, um, there's some good resources there at leelathomstone.com. And yeah, I Mm. I work one-on-one with people and and have courses. You can find me on Twitter at LimitlessLeela. And right now I'm working on a couple of different things. Um, One is I'm working with uh, Devin Clevenger, who Mm. um, she actually followed my advice to find her husband just earlier this year in February, the day after Valentine's day. And then they got married in June. That's (laughs) amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're an awesome couple and Mm. she has, um, built or is building in the process of, um, of, kind of a, it's called circle of grace, uh, feminine accountability and like mm-hmm. relation, you know, community. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's one thing I've got going on. Mm, how fun. Oh, that's so great. I mean, what a, just now, I, now I can't say contrast. What a dream come true <laughs> just with an amazing marriage, a great guy. Um, you doing this coaching. I mean, it, it's just like your, your life is like, it's done a complete 180 and you're like in a, in a whole different, it's like a whole different world now. That is so amazing. And just, just the light and the joy on your face, you know, and oh. I, I was surprised when you said your age <laughs> because you look very young man. you oh. really do. Um, you. whatever your, your, um, hygiene regime is, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> But you, you just look very young in the face, and you're just very young in heart and in spirit. And um, I, I think that that's amazing, and that just really speaks of your um, of your heart and where you are. And um, I'm just really, really excited that you're able to be here in this spot and be mentoring other young women. You know, because as you're well aware, like we have an absolute. If you want to talk about a pandemic. Like, we have a pandemic of 
feminism and you know just the complete men are becoming demasculinated and women are becoming masculine and everything's just flipped and it's just it's not good you know to put it simply it's really sad what's happening Mm -hmm. that we just get so far off track that It it takes too long, and I I do feel like I have a new lease on life. I wish I wasn't 43 when, you know, and as I've told you, we've been trying to get pregnant since Mm -hmm. we got married two years ago, so um, it's definitely sooner, (laughs) definitely the sooner the better, Um, but it's also never too late as well, so yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like I have a new lease on life, Mm -hmm. and so grateful that that he's coming to take yeah. on the rest of this journey with me. Yeah. Mm. So what's next for you, Leela? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just working on um, the, I, I have a feminine accountability. Um, was that what I was trying to say? That's the, the group, the Circle of Grace. What, what I was going to say was um, femininity training is mm-hmm. a, another course I'm working on. Hmm. as well as one about with Noah my coach mm-hmm. about um how to really get those like first dates and get those rolling that's kind of a little gap that we found mm. that um people were asking for more direction on yeah so yeah working on that as well as a book mm. um that I'm getting close to the first you know done with the first draft which is on um, how to prevent your daughters from going through what I've gone through, kind mm. of helping parents really know what's important to focus on yeah. um, that that we don't continue this cycle. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Let's wrap this interview up with a piece of advice that you might say to yourself. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So... Don't chase him. Stop chasing. Oh my God. So that is, and I, that's one of my tweets is like, let's resolve never mm. chase a man. Stop chasing. Yeah. That would be my biggest piece of advice. Mm, that's a good piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's awesome. Leela, thank you so much for just taking time out of your night. I know that you are a busy gal thank and. You got a lot of things going on and I'm just really, really appreciative of people that are willing to come on and be part of this and just share your story and being an encouragement to other people. So thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you so much. Mm. It's been great to talk to you. I really appreciate you letting me Mm. share my story and what you're doing as a mom is amazing Mm. and getting, getting other people's stories out there. That is so cool. Yeah. So Mm. thank you. I I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you are wanting to find dating help for yourself, go check out Leela at leelathomasone.com or follow her on Twitter at LimitlessByLeela. You can find her links in the podcast description. 